Hey, good afternoon, my friends. Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It is 12.30 on August 13th, 2020. A little bit of an overcast day. Supposed to get some thunder boomers coming in. So, I got a lot of, lot of podcasting to cover in a very short period of time. Heading down the office for an afternoon of patience. I slept my ass in this morning, which was wonderful. Just sat there looking at my phone for another hour, trying to sort my day out, take in a cup of coffee, so I'm ready now. Uh, yesterday, August 12, 2020, was my 14-year anniversary with my lovely wife, Mandy Oberst. Uh, we have like a fairy tale life, as close to that as you can come, okay? Now, don't get me wrong, it's not like we live in a king's court. And we got freaking jesters coming around. Well, it's kind of like that. What I'm saying is it's not doesn't have to be magical every day to qualify as a fairy tale life. I'm saying that we have a great marriage, we have a great friendship, and the friendship is actually the thing that holds everything together. I think there's a mutual respect and that we've always done what we needed to do to raise our family and our children and do what's best. So we make a lot of sacrifices, we work hard. We work together. And we laugh a lot along the way. Um, we married on August twelfth, two thousand six, on a beautiful, on a beautiful summer day, with all of our friends and family around us. And every day after has been a good day. We um, we're a team, and so she's a wonderful human being, Mandy, and there's. She's everything that I'm not, I say. Not to disparage myself. I mean, I know that I I have my strong suits and I have some weaknesses too. And she's organized and together and kind of grounds me. And I'm more of the creative kind of quasi-loose cannon type. Uh, and uh, loose cannon. You know what I'm saying. I'm a maverick. I had a friend the other day describe me as a maverick. And I've been getting a little bit sensitive as to that label because... But it's true. You know, from the way that I run my practice to Dr. Drill for 15 years to uh, my banterings with my, and the storytelling around my marine experience. <clears throat> this, is my, this is who I am. And so, you know, I usually hit the mark. And if I ever hurt anybody's feelings along the way, I mean, like, I, I, I don't typically, as far as I know, but I would never hurt anybody, you know, I'm trying to, to live and express myself and, and kind of do my art, I regard every day as like a work of art, based upon the obstacles that present itself to me, or the terrain that I'm negotiating, I, I try to make a, make a go of it, come home with the win. And that is something that uh, methodologies employed back in my Marine Corps days and just across time, becoming and becoming who that I am. Um, And I'm evolving all the time, all the while. So anyway, happy anniversary, honey. I love you more than anything. And I'm proud to, uh, to be your partner in this life. And I'm with you. 
thick through thin. So, there's that. Next, I spoke to a young man the other day about, like, he wants to, he's 17, 18, going to be graduating high school, wants to join the military. And this is an interesting scenario. When somebody asks me because they, you know, I've got Marine written all over me and all my stories and my experiences and the Dr. Drill character, these are all, um, you know, people can kind of tell. You know, I'm a military type and I have stories to go along with it. So this young man has some perspective. He and his mother had trained uh, night pirates in a night pirate platoon with me for years when he was a little little guy, single digits, running around in fields while his mother helped me manage this group of 20 or 30 uh, motivators, exercising them, motivating them, disciplining them. Um, she was kind of my right hand, so he was often with us, running around, exercising as well, taking it all in. So he cultivated an appreciation for the military. So he contacts me the other day, says, hey, Dr. O, you think that, uh, you know, can you, what can you tell me about joining the military? It's something that I want to do. And my take is going to be a very unique one, I think. Because although I'm very proud of my military service, I carry it very close to me. It's not something that I would recommend necessarily to anybody. In a similar way that I wouldn't recommend anybody be a chainsaw carver. There are inherent risks. And if you are not prepared and you don't plan accordingly, um, you are going to be standing very, very close to a fast-moving blade, a weapon. And there are risks that you must assume. I think it's a decent analogy. This is a risky friggin' business, my friends, joining the Marine Corps, especially now when our leaders could not be more inept and our population could not be more divided. And we're in a pandemic, so just adds more stress to the scenario. But I have kind of changed over time in terms of, you know, like I've gotten quite the education. I have waxed philosophical and read up on a lot of things, and I've come to the conclusion that war is dumb. Sometimes it's necessary, but I think uh, it's decreasingly necessary in our societies as it uh, becomes apparent that we could quickly end this whole human experiment if we're not careful. We could fuck it all up and lose our society and poison our earth and because of fighting amongst ourselves. Like, it's, it's, it's an act, in, war is an act of futility. And so, the, especially the notion of ground forces, right? Sometimes they will be necessary, but largely ground forces, you know, we need to be like John Rambo going around bringing villains to justice. Well, sometimes, maybe. And to keep a force trained for that purpose, I see the value. But as a human being, as a citizen of the greatest supposed country in the world, I don't know, man. I think that you're a pawn. In a lot of cases, you're a pawn on a chessboard. And I don't like that because I'm a thinker 
and I like to know that any sort of mission that I'm going to be sent on is a worthy one, you know, is something that's worth spending my time and energy and my life and that of my peers. Like if there's something that's going on and it's, you know, I'm on a mission or I'm doing a job and it doesn't turn, it's not just or it's not um, justified or warranted or legal or moral, then I'd like to be able to step away and be like, okay, I'm out. But you can't do that in the Marine Corps, in the military, generally in the Marine Corps in specific. And you wouldn't want to because uh, it's stripped down. So all of your obstacles are stripped away. Basically, they say, listen, you join, we train you, we give you housing, we feed you, um, we travel you around, and you're going to do what we say. You're going to go to the rifle range, you're going to walk through the woods and uh, try to find your way, you're going to go to the ranges, and you're going to blow things up, and we're going to train you to work together, and it's going to be hard, it's going to be an adventure, but you're going to live through it and be one of the few the proud. Now, not anybody can do this. And that's true. It's a stripped away kind of caveman existence where you are part of a tribe and it's you uh, on this mission. And what it becomes is not you serving in Afghanistan or you and your buddies, um, you know, floating around the Mediterranean waiting for, you know, in route to a war. It is you guys against the world. It's like your team and the soccer team, football team, and whoever you go to play, your goal is to just destroy them and win. And so that's pretty cool. And there, I told this young man essentially just that. But, and there are intangibles that I'm, I guess for me, serving in peacetime, having served in peacetime, the intangibles were worth the risk. In other words... the discipline and the motivation and the self-confidence and the JJ did tie buckle acronym of experiences and attributes that I gleaned from joint from serving in the Marine Corps. It's priceless. It was worth risking my life. But now that I am at midlife and I have a lot of stuff and people that I love and I have so much to lose, I would not want to I wouldn't send my child, my children into this. I wouldn't send, recommend enthusiastically anyone I love joining the Marine Corps because it's called the suck for a reason. It's not, it's not fun and it's not healthy in a lot of ways and you're putting yourself at risk. But if you're young, just like they say with anything, travel, do it while you're young because once you start getting accumulating stuff in this world, physical or otherwise you start broadening your horizons, you're going to realize that, wow, this is really dumb. You know, yeah, it's cool. I feel on some level like I need to be an, an alpha male or a warrior or whatever. And you can become that. But then you, at some point you might look around and be like, shit, man, I have kids in this world. I've got an education. I've got a good career. I've got a nice, nice house. I want to keep that. Like I'm proud of my service, but I don't want to fucking, you know, this isn't all there is to life. So there are different stages of life. And anyway, I recommend, I gave this kid what I feel is a well-balanced recommendation um, for his service if he chooses to join. And uh, I think it was the right thing to do that. He 
seemed to take in what I my recommendations and we'll see what he does with that, you know. He still sounded like he was ready to join. I said at one point, hey, you know, you they're gonna be telling you what to do. There's no once you're in, there's no choice, you know, you gotta do what they they send you on a mission, you gotta go. And he said, Well, I'm good at that. That's one of the good things I'm really good at is listening. <laughs> I didn't necessarily mean it in a positive way, you know, like, I don't think you should obey, um, you should always obey and just do what you're told, um, I don't like the mindless component of military service that, um, that stereotype of a dumb Marine is because we're just like robots, in a way, brainwashed, you know, they do brainwash you, they teach you you can do anything, and that you, they break you down, and they build you up, that was really what it was all about, you know, and that's a tremendous skill to have, and I've used it in, in life on countless occasions, every day I use those, those skills, shit, the way I fucking walk, the way I communicate with people, it's all been colored and accentuated by my experiences as a Marine, I'm confident I've been around. And so that's a good feeling. You know, I talk to people who are my age and have never left their hometown and they work in the same job or similar industry and they're bored out of their minds and they have no stories to tell except maybe some high school parties and college experiences, maybe some travel abroad. So I'm glad of the test that I, that I stepped up to the challenge that I stepped up to and I feel like I rose to the occasion, and I hope this young man is able to uh, navigate his way if he chooses to be a, uh, a warrior. I said, listen, he said, my brother-in-law or something, he's a, my brother, is a, in the Air Force. He said, if you want to do a desk job, you can do that, but if you, you know, I like to use my hands. I said, well, you use your hands. You join the friggin' Army or Marine Corps. If you do it, why do it half-ass? Go join MARSOC or some, the equivalent of a special operations group. See if you're up to that challenge because then you're elite and you get to do all the cool stuff like scuba diving and jumping out of airplanes and all kinds of crazy stuff that I probably have no clue about because I never got to do them. But it's an interesting thing. It's an experience and periodically people will ask me my opinion and I try to give it to them straight. So that's what I got for this morning's uh, or this afternoon's thoughts. I'll try to chime in later. Huh!